0: It was very scary because when I put the pills in my mouth, I was like, this might kill me or I might not be here anymore. And then I was scared when I see like all these first responders start showing up.
1: Hey there, my name is Sean, and this is Suicide Noted. On this podcast, I talk with suicide attempt survivors so that we can hear their stories. Every year around the world, millions of people try to take their own lives, and we almost never talk about it. We certainly don't talk about it enough. And when we do talk about it, many of us, including me, we're not very good at it. So one of my goals with this podcast is to have more conversations and hopefully better conversations with attempt survivors. If you are a suicide attempt survivor and you'd like to talk, please reach out. Hello at suicidenoted.com on Facebook or Twitter at Suicide Noted. And please check the show notes. There's all kinds of other information in there and ways in which you can participate or support the podcast through sponsoring or volunteering, learning more about our programs and presentations, our group on Signal, and, of course, our membership. We would love to have you on board with that. So please have a look when you can. And, of course, if you rate, And review this podcast It helps people find it And of course we want more people to find it Remember, the goal is mainly To help more people in more places Feel a little less shitty And a little less alone Now, we are talking about suicide on this podcast We do this every Monday Just like the title suggests And we know it's not a good fit for everybody So please take that into account before or as you listen But I do hope you listen Because there is so much to learn Today I am talking with Nate Nate lives in Utah And he is a suicide attempt survivor
0: How you doing, my friend? I'm good. Utah? Yeah. Cold? Snow? Uh, yeah, it's kind of cold and we have a couple of inches of snow.
1: One thing I think about with Utah, well, actually two things. One, one it's very pretty. Number two, there's a lot of Mormons. Are you Mormon? Yeah. It's always interesting to me how religion plays a role in people's lives. One of the only ways to find the podcast is if you're actively looking for things with the word suicide in it. Mm-hmm.
0: Is that yeah. what
1: happened with you? Is that you were looking for something with the word suicide?
0: Yeah, because I just wanted to find something that, that could like help me when mm-hmm. I was being suicidal. I just wanted to work for some like different resources.
1: My podcast is not very good for resources. We're good for just talking and hearing people go through stuff. So,
0: did you find some resources to help? Um yeah, I found some crisis intervention lines and I reached out to those and talked to them and they seemed to help. Did they help you? That's great. Yeah. Awesome.
1: When was that? That was sounds like it was pretty recent, yes? Yeah.
0: Maybe 3 or 4 months ago.
1: And is that the first time in your life that you felt that way like maybe you wanted to end your life?
0: Yeah. How old are you? I'm 21.
1: So, what changed or what happened, if you would share with me and others who hear this a few months ago, that for the first time you felt like, I don't know if I want to live anymore.
0: I had a couple of friends who, who I told that I was feeling that way. And they reached out and they were like, how can we help you? Mm-hmm. And so I told them, I said, "Like I just need somebody to talk to. I just need somebody who understands. Um, so, I reached out to a couple of my friends and they mm. took that mindset that I had of wanting to end my life by taking me to like a movie that night and making those thoughts, kind of like thinking in a different way than I was.
1: All right. So, they took you to a movie. Nice. I like your friends. Do you know, this might be like a, not a question that you can even answer, but do you know what happened? This must have been like late last year, a few months ago. If you're 21 years old, up until this point, a few months ago, you didn't think about ending your life. Did something happen in your life where you started thinking about, because that's like a big change. I want to live. I'm not sure if I want to live. Did you? Did something happen with your family or with school or with work or something else?
0: Uh, yeah. I just, the thing that caused me to become suicidal is the passing of my mom in 2017. I just um, didn't handle it very well. So after that is when I started feeling suicidal and ended up with me with hospital visits.
1: Okay. So this started in 2017 after your mom passed away. Yeah. And so for the past, I guess it's like five years, if I'm right, have you been struggling with these thoughts and feelings?
0: Uh, Yeah, I've been struggling, but I've been trying to um, keep them kind of like, Now, so they don't um, aren't like extreme, and I haven't had any hospital visits for like um, maybe a year now.
1: So, let me back up for a sec, and I appreciate you being so open about them.
0: Welcome.
1: Was there a point when you actually did attempt, or you just kind of got dangerously close?
0: Um, I would say kind of dangerously close. There was one time where I thought it was an attempt, by, um, I had a bottle of pills and Mm -hmm. I the palm of my hand and then just put them in my mouth and just come. I didn't swallow them. I just kind of like sucked on them yeah. um, and made them dissolve. And then I started like getting after that, like lightheaded and um, I couldn't keep a straight balance. So we had police officers come over and the ambulance and then the ambulance paramedics said he needs to go to the hospital.
1: I got it. So yeah, that's close. Now, when you think back, that might have been a few years ago? Yeah. Did you want to die? I wanted to, yeah. Do you wish that you had died?
0: I did at the time, but now that I'm alive, I think back to that. And I was like, it's probably a good thing I didn't because it would affect people, not just me.
1: Yeah. If you could take those people away from it, and I know you can't, but like, let's make pretend somehow they weren't affected.
0: Okay. Would
1: you, would you want to be alive? Yeah. How many hospital visits did you make for this kind of stuff?
0: Maybe three or four hospital visits. And
1: did it was it something that you or people close to you decided to go? Or was it more like a therapist forcing you to go?
0: It was just my own decision if I wanted to go or not. And I would always say that, yes, I think I should go to a hospital and be put in a psychiatric ward.
1: Okay. And I, I always ask these questions about the psychic, psych ward experience know nothing about Utah with respect to this stuff. I had one conversation, I think, with someone from Utah a while ago. What were those experiences like for you? Did they help? Did they hurt? A little bit of both?
0: They were a little bit of both, I felt. The first time I went there, I felt very uncomfortable. The first night I was in there, it was kind of hard to sleep because I was away from family and they took, they took like everything. So like, They took my phone because they said, obviously, when you're feeling suicidal, you can hurt yourself with your phone somehow. So they took away my phone. So I didn't have anything. The only thing I did have was like a TV in my room.
1: Yeah, I think that's fairly common. That kind of thing where they take some stuff away. And yeah. All right. When was the last time you were in the hospital? You said over a year ago? Yeah. But yet in that time from a year ago, no hospitals. But at some point you're looking for suicide in Spotify or Apple. To get some resources, you said you found some resources that you called, but you also did something else that I think was rather bold. You reached out to me. What's that about? Because a lot of people might listen to it. Maybe they like it. Maybe they don't. I don't know. But you want to talk about it, and people will hear it. Where do you think that's coming from? Because that's a pretty courageous decision.
0: When I reached out to you, I was like thinking, I just want to be a voice for people to hear. And I want to try to at least help one person.
1: I, be, I think you're going to help more than one, but yes, one is a good start. Okay. So we reached out. We're here. I'm glad you reached out and, and we're connecting and we're talking. I'm in North Carolina. You're in Utah. You have hair. I don't. Does anyone know that we're talking or is this a bit of like a kind of a secret?
0: Um, I would say only like three or four people know. Okay. Do you know what the
1: larger Mormon community and you're a Mormon, right? Yeah. What do they think about suicide? Do you know?
0: Um, I would say they are, like, very helpful when it comes to people who are feeling depressed or suicidal. The ward I go to is a young, single, adult ward, So there's lots of, like, people that are, like, we call them ministers. They are people that when people aren't feeling good or they're feeling down or something, we go and we visit them. And we try to, like, um, make them happy so they will come back to church.
1: But does that also help you feel better? Yeah. Hmm, That sounds like a nice community. So you've come close at least once. As we talk today, you're, for lack of a better word, you're glad that you're alive. Yeah. Self and others. Do you remember that time? Because it sounded like the closest you came was what you talked about, putting the pills in your mouth. That's getting very close. And then you've got police and other people involved and you're at a hospital. I always ask this question, like, what is it like to either attempt or come very close to attempting? And now you're alive. Is it relief? Is it anger? I imagine there's a lot of emotions. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, there was lots of emotions. It was very scary, because when I put the pills in my mouth, I was like, this this might kill me or I might not be here anymore. And then I was scared when I see like all these first responders start showing up and everything. And
1: Yes. Do you remember if the first responders were kind with you or is it or something else?
0: Uh, they were kind. There were some young police officers. So they would just come in. It, it, the first time, the first responders, there was only like, they kind of like surrounded my house. Um, there was like... Two uh, two officers on the end of the street and then like three or four cars in front of my house. The two officers on the end of the street were kind of just watching. And then they came into my house and they were like, what's going on? So my dad told them because my dad answered the door because I couldn't stand up because I didn't have good balance. And then the officer saw me and he got on his radio and told dispatch to go ahead and send an ambulance to his location.
1: Do you think you um, needed
0: an ambulance? I didn't think so, but the officer thought so. So we had EMS come and they did all my vital signs and everything. And I was, my blood sugar was low. And so they said, nah, I should go to the hospital.
1: Okay. Seems like a lot of people, but okay, that helped. And she said people were on the street. People were, I guess they would rather, rather be safe than sorry, as some might say. So your father knows what happened. Do other people know about that day?
0: Yeah, lots of people know because when I was feeling suicidal and said I was going to go kill myself, I didn't think it through first, but I sent out this massive group text to a whole bunch of people.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: So, and then people started calling into the police department and they started getting numerous calls and.
1: Wow. Okay. Do you know why you sent that text out?
0: Um, just because I wanted people to know that I was going to planning to go kill myself. You wanted people to know. Yeah. That's interesting. I just wasn't thinking after I sent that group text out, I was like, why did I do that?
1: No, I I mean, yeah. I mean, interesting. Yeah. That's the word I say a lot on here sometimes too much. That's interesting. You had said earlier that mostly the community is very supportive and helpful when someone's down or depressed or even suicidal. Is that how they dealt with you? That's how they responded to you? Were they mostly kind and supportive?
0: They were mostly supportive. They were like, Ask me if there's anything they could do for me. And I would tell them at the moment, I don't think so. But if there is, I'll let you know. And mm-hmm. I even had people come and visit me while I was in the hospital and they sent like cards and stuff. And
1: Oh, wow. Because sometimes people have this experience where people respond to them rather negatively, judgmental or dismissive or something else. But you didn't have that experience, which is nice to hear. Yeah. Nice, supportive group of friends and family and maybe church. Yeah. When you were in the hospital, maybe when you were outside of the hospital, did you ever receive a diagnosis? And and if so, do you agree with it?
0: Yeah, I received two diagnoses, and I agree with them. When I was in the hospital, they told me that I would be diagnosed with depression and suicidal ideation.
1: Hmm. And you agree? Yeah. Did you get medication for that or some other sh- treatment?
0: Yes. I got a depression medication and then a like anxiety medication. And do
1: you still take them? Yeah. Do you think they're helping?
0: Yeah.
1: You said that you first started to look for podcasts about four months ago. Is that correct? Yeah. So have you been ideating at some points in that time? Um, No. That must feel nice. Yeah. If you were feeling that way, if it comes back, do you have a therapist or a counselor?
0: Yeah, I go to a therapy appointment.
1: Got it. Do you have other people? Like, I know there are people in your life who will help you and support you. But do you have people, whether it's family or friends or community members, church members, if you're really feeling down, even thinking Uh, about ending your life, that you could really talk to really honestly and openly about it? Or would it scare them away? Because I know it's scary.
0: Yeah. Um, I talked to my my church bishop about it. We usually try to meet every two weeks to see how I'm doing.
1: And that's been helpful? Yeah. Do you know anyone who's ended their life?
0: Yeah. I know uh, a neighbor a couple, a couple weeks ago. He passed away from suicide.
1: Oh, very recently.
0: Yeah. Older guy? Younger guy? I think he was younger. Probably about my age. Wow. Did you know him? Uh, No, not very well, no. I just heard about it. So you're 21. Yeah.
1: Your faith is, you practice the Mormon faith. It's the Church of Latter-day Saints officially, right? Yeah. It sounds like from what you shared that mostly the people in your life, Utah, some of them are your age. There, Many of them are probably also practicing the same faith. They're kind of okay, not okay with suicide, but supportive. Yeah. They're not making you feel bad for feeling that way.
0: No, are you in school right now? No, I graduated in 2020
1: You graduated school in 2020 Yeah, what's your life been like since you were out of school?
0: My life has been I would say good. Um, some of my friends have that I had in school kind of moved away um, and some of them are like in college down south, and um, some of them are on lDS missions. And then I'm just working at Desire Industries at the DI. What is that? It is a thrift store.
1: Oh, cool! I like thrifting. Are you? Do you plan to go on a mission? Is that a requirement?
0: Uh, no, it's it's optional. It's optional for women, but it's like suggestion for men. I'm planning to. There's two different types of missions we have in the Mormon Church. Is we have regular missions that are two years. And then we have service missions.
1: you know which one you might want to do? Probably a service mission. What does that usually include?
0: It usually includes doing volunteer work. Okay. Now, as we talk
1: here today, I know this is a really tricky question, but is, is suicide a possibility for
0: you? It's probably not a possibility. If I was feeling suicidal in the future, I would try to think of different ways to handle it whether that be like talking to other people about what's going on um, or reaching out to the Utah National Suicide Hotline.
1: Okay. I don't know how to say this, but because you brought it up and it was a real turning point in your life with the loss of your mom, it's been over five years now, five years or so. Has it gotten any easier?
0: A little bit. People ask me, in my ward, we take pictures and they'll be like, hey, can I send this to your mom? And then I have to tell them I don't have a mom. I only live with my, with my dad. And so my dad is trying to remarry, but yeah, I just haven't really told anybody about my mom's passing. Cause when I went to the funeral, I didn't even, I just stayed in the car.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't imagine how difficult that must've been or must be. Yeah. Do you have, do you have siblings, any brothers or sisters?
0: Yeah. I have a brother. He's 22. He, he lives in Pueblo. And I have a sister with three kids that live in Idaho. And then another brother that lives in Idaho Falls. All
1: right. So Utah and Idaho. Pueblos, Utah or Colorado? I think Colorado. All right. So you got the family and the siblings around. You're in Utah, northern Utah, right? Yeah. Now, are you a Utah jazz basketball fan? Uh, Yeah. You like the jazz. Okay. Yeah. It's a very interesting name because that team originally was in New Orleans. And that's a perfect name, jazz in New Orleans. It's not a great name in Utah because you're not known for jazz. You're known for like other things. Yeah. I just think it's a funny name. When you think about suicide or ideations or mental health or even other things like losing a mom, are there any myths, things that you think people think about, but you're like, no, that's, that's not accurate. That's not true.
0: When I hear other people saying they want to pass away from suicide, I just think, well... That won't help you or would just, if they went through with that and actually killed themselves, then it affects other people and it makes other people sad and then maybe they get suicidal.
1: But is there anything that you you hear about and you don't agree with? Like you hear people say stuff about people who are struggling or people maybe who are tempted and you're like, no, that's not true when you hear that. Or is that, do you tend to agree with most things?
0: I tend to agree to, with most most things.
1: Yeah. I know that some people, they don't tell people they're talking to me about this thing, and but you did. And some people, they've, they've shared with me, when it comes out and when the world can hear it, they're not really going to go out of their way to tell anybody. But you shared with me before we got on the call, you want to let people know about this. Yeah. It's interesting. And I, I can't frankly like the fact that you're so open to not only talk about it, but share it with people. Do you have any hesitation? Or concern about sharing it with people. Like maybe they'll judge you, maybe they'll even turn their backs on you for, for these feelings or thoughts or actions?
0: No, I'm pretty confident about sharing that. I feel like people won't judge that they'll actually like the podcast and maybe leave good comments or something.
1: <laughs> maybe, yes. Yeah. And you said earlier when we started talking that it, you know, it'd be cool if you could help I mean at least one person. Yeah. Right. I have to imagine there's a lot of people, particularly like in your age bracket, not that it can't help anyone from any age, but you know, teenager twenties who don't feel comfortable talking about it or don't hear a lot of this stuff. I would imagine if they hear this, it'll feel like, all right, you know, hey, there's other people who maybe feel similarly. I think that's what it's all about. So I appreciate that about you joining me and wanting that for people. This is a tough question, I'll tell you right now, Nate. There's a tough one. Okay. Not really about your personal experience with the world, though I guess it is in part. Do you think that people should have a right to choose if they want to die by their own hand?
0: I think, yeah, it could be that choice if they want to fall through with it or not.
1: Hmm. I I know you're not a spokesperson for the Church of Latter-day Saints, but would they agree with that? Or would they say, no, 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 you can't do that. It goes against beliefs or God or something else.
0: They might just tell you it's not a good thing. And they might even try to like stop you from doing it. Take you to a movie. Yeah. with your mind off it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: What else, when you were thinking about coming on and talking with me, did you want to share? I I don't always ask the best questions or the right question. Like, was there something else? Is there something really important you want to get tell the world about? Well, anything really.
0: I just also started feeling suicidal when after my mom passed, my dad would be like, Hey, you should go on dates with girls. And he would try to, would try to hook me up. And I'm like, No, no, no. um, I don't want to because I, after I came out to my dad, I was like, he still tried to make me go on dates. And I was like, No, I'm not attracted to girls. I'm more attracted to other guys. It got me suicidal when he said, Okay, well, I accept you, but I don't support your decision.
1: This hasn't come up in our conversation yet. This feels like it's rather important. So what What age, how old were you when you came out?
0: About 19 or 20.
1: Okay. And, and that's how your dad responded. I know the church plays a large role in your life. How did they respond?
0: I've worked at the listings of what they said, and they said that it's not a choice. They don't necessarily agree with it. But they try to like support people and in, like including them and letting them still hold callings in the church.
1: Okay. Did your your coming out and discovering your sexuality? Do you think that had an impact on your suicidality, your ideating? Um, I would say I would say so. So when you said earlier that uh, the big turning point was your mom's passing. You were 17? So I would imagine then you're going through this thing where people are dating, they're starting to meet each other and through the church or at school, and you're figuring out, I'm a little different. Yeah. What is that
0: like? That's like some rough patches. I've dated other guys, but we haven't, like, we've dated and then we're like, I don't think this is going to work out. So then we, like, split up. Like most dating. Yeah. There's been some dating trauma I've gone through that's laid me to go to a doctor visit. How do you feel
1: about your your sexuality now? You're 21. I mean, it just that doesn't really matter. It's just it's probably been some years of you figuring stuff out. And I know that you said that the church is mostly supportive. I could be wrong here, but I think by and large, any church, not any church, but what Christian-based church tends to encourage men and women getting together. Is that accurate?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly supposed to be men and women.
1: Right. So that must be some pressure for you. Yeah. So you lost your mom. You've got this that you're dealing with. How do you feel about all that now as we talk? Are you, yeah, where are you at with that?
0: Well, now with my sexuality, I've come out to a lot of people. I've come out publicly in my in my ward. I've told some people there, and Mm -hmm. I've told my bishop. And my bishop was like, "Hey, well, that's fine if you want to date guys. I don't see any problem with it." Mm -hmm. And then he's like, "The only thing I will say is to not leave the church."
1: I like hearing this because not only do I just like hearing about people's lives and and I like their honesty, but I've heard some mixed things about how certain churches respond. I'm glad that they didn't turn their backs on you, man, because I know that can be sometimes the difference of staying alive or not. Yeah. And I say that not only for about two things, about suicidal ideation and hospitalizations and all those things, as well as your sexuality. And then to lose a parent. And then the other parents kind of support her, but says, I'm not really supportive. That's a lot, man. So yeah. I, I, I applaud your ability to try. What do you think the next few years will be like for you?
0: After I come home from my mission, I plan to start dating again and hopefully find somebody. I've had somebody that reached out to me in an email that when I worked at a grocery store, we worked side by side together. He emailed me and then he's like, remember that one time you asked me if I was gay? And I was like, yeah. And then he's like, I've been thinking about it. And then he said, I kind of miss you. And then he said, maybe sometime when we're hanging out, we can revisit that.
1: You've been thinking about that email. Yeah. Are you allowed to legally get married to a man in Utah?
0: I don't know what the Utah's rule says on that. I know if you go down to Vegas, they allow it. Everything happens in Vegas. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right. So you might get maybe one day that'll happen. We don't know if it'll happen in Utah. Wow. You have shared a lot and I really appreciate it. Nate, uh, is there anything else that you want to share that you feel like, um, you know, is important to share right now?
0: I don't think so I think that's pretty much it that's the Nate story yeah
1: what's your day like what's What's your Monday like or Tuesday it's a Tuesday
0: Tuesday I'm just gonna go to an institute class this evening at 7 so and Nate. it's an institute class for LGBT people
1: alright awesome enjoy that okay and thanks again
0: yeah
1: uh, yeah man I hope you continue to do well my friend thanks again Nate
0: you're welcome take care man bye
1: as always, thanks so much for listening and all of your support. And special thanks to Nate in Utah. Thank you, Nate. If you are a suicide attempt survivor and you'd like to talk, please reach out. Hello at SuicideNoted.com, on Facebook or Twitter at SuicideNoted. And please check the show notes to learn more about this podcast and its various initiatives, including our membership. We would love to have you on board with that. And that is all for episode number 158. Stay strong. Do the best you can. I'll talk to you soon.